so I thought we were going to have a guest, guys. And I can't help but notice, Ben, yep. that there's a cardboard cutout of you yes. in the chair next to you. Well, I had to prop him up. I don't want to bend him, because cardboard does not maintain its structural integrity much if you bend it. That's, did, that's true. Did you bring him? No, I'm pretty sure that that was uh, Evil Chris and Evil Jafar's plan for once they killed me, was to replace me with a cardboard cutout of me. That seems like it would have fallen apart under closer scrutiny. Yeah, it's an audio format, though, so it probably would have been okay. You know, you're right. It's an audio format. Like, really, I can't even tell if either of these people are here right now. This cardboard cutout could be completely improvised. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I just don't think he would have brought the same joie de vivre That's to the true. podcast that I bring. And, and speaking of, of the fact yeah, that nobody a... can see this, just to hop right in here and describe this cardboard cutout before anybody says anything else, I really like the hat that you're wearing. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, the the buckskin and the the uh, the raccoon tails hanging off the back of it. Oh, yeah. It's a little concerning that you're not wearing anything else, but... Um, I don't want to know how accurate the cardboard cutout is. I'm just going to get that out of there. I mean, you you lose something putting a three-dimensional thing onto a two-dimensional thing. You know, there's some perspective lost. Gotcha. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Okay. Maybe, maybe the cutout has been a little cut off. Um... Well, I'm just saying, I think I think my shoulders are wider than that. But Yeah, it does seem like the aspect ratio is a bit off. Yeah, Maybe this was... I mean, the cardboard cutout is only two feet tall, um, and yeah. I am not. I knew, so I knew that there was something wrong with it. Uh, it seemed, couldn't put, couldn't put seemed my a little on. small. You think maybe, maybe this is like... Because you know how like European TVs are in a slightly different aspect format? Is this European version of Ben? This is like Pal Ben. This is Ben Pal? Ben Pal. I like Ben Pal. Yeah. <laughs> ben Pal it is. Let's keep him. All right. Oh, we're definitely keeping it. <laughs> um, the other bit of news we need to bring together is uh, our, it turns out, it looks like our guest was this delicious Thanksgiving turkey we've already eaten. Oh. Or, or, or it's Ben Pal. Either way, not somebody who's going to talk to us. That's true. I tried to get Dr. Giggles to come in hopes that maybe Jafar and I could club him to death. I think that's what we're doing with the remainder of the evil Chris, evil Jafar regime, right? Anyone we find, yeah. Any, anyone we find. Uh, Except for Lorianne. Well, Lorianne's well, Lorian. not part of the evil regime. She, oh, okay. You just said anyone we find. And I was like, oh. well, that's not instantly. I mean, uh, 99% of the things we've met down here are evil. It's but true. let's not assume. You know what? Until the very end, the electric ladies were lovely. Um, they did torture Jafar that one time. What I don't know what you guys are talking about. No, no, he got tortured in the dark room. I don't think the. I also still don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. think the electric ladies went into the dark room. That be to be fair. I to be fair. To be fair. Uh, maybe we can work on some kind of like, uh, if we if we pam if we pamper him enough with things that he's comfortable with, maybe he will finally, kind of, address the fact that he's blocked out an entire part of his memory. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, and I think the only thing that might help me get my memory back is our theme song. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, is this the cold open? Yes. <laughs> oh, how delightful. <laughs> <laughs> theme song. Wait a minute. Hello, Internet, and welcome back to Draft the Universe. This is the Nerdfight Battle Royale. This is the podcast where we pick a topic, pick our favorites, and then fight to the death, or maybe just for bragging rights, or at least it normally is. Today will be a bit different. Regardless, I'm Jafar. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And we're going to talk about stuff that we're thankful for today. Um, so It's a special holiday tie-in episode. Yeah. Yes. Uh, also, there's just, like, robotic 
clone brains everywhere in this room. It's a mess. It's a mess. It would have been difficult to draft in here anyways. Yeah, I've like had to stop one of the clone brains from crawling into the draft master mess a couple of times. Oh yeah. Uh, We don't, I'm assuming we don't want that to happen. Probably not. It really worries me how they got away when so much of their robotic clone brains stayed here. Um, I assume they had like a redundant clone brain. Maybe, yeah, maybe they have like some sort of pelvis brain. Yeah, well, it never made sense to like put a clone brain in a head. Yeah, yeah, you're assuming everyone keeps their head in the same place. Yeah, it's not exactly how I would do things if I built an android. It's just true. Clone android, just saying. Yeah, and and a robot, a clone robot is kind of like they can play by either set of rules, right? Yeah, I mean they could do whatever they want. Yeah. So. Anyways, if you're listening to this the day the pod comes out, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving, already come and gone. Yeah, I I get two because I'm I'm Canadian, so I get two every year. It's lovely. Well, I mean, in the bunker now, we get two because we help you celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving, but we just call it portly dinner and don't really acknowledge the holiday. And deep fry a beaver. Yeah. I still think that we went too far on that one. Yeah. Hmm. You you have to live with your conscience. I only really have to live with the fact that I found it pretty tasty. For so. Gerard. <laughs> That's a lovely name for a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> so but, yeah. yeah, we're talking about stuff we're thankful for. We are. Uh, we'll talk about some food. I'm sure. Yeah, probably. Um, I might give some turkey preparation tips. Ooh. Frozen right into the vo- boiling vat of, uh, of <laughs> deep fryer fuel. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, you You go driving in Michigan. Yeah. Right? In the winter. Mm-hmm. You find yourself a nice wild turkey because you got to get that gamey flavor. Yeah. You hit it with your car. <laughs> Right? That tenderizes okay. it for you right there in the moment. <laughs> it's, it's tenderized. Uh, if you hit it fast enough, most of the feathers come right off. Um, and then you you tie it to the hood, right? Yeah. And then you just gun the engine in one place for like maybe five hours. Just uh, boil that sucker, right? Right. It's kind of like a roadside delicacy, you know? Okay. Yeah. I was going to give some actual turkey preparation tips. Well, my version <laughs> I is I very don't appreciate so- you throwing shade at me, mister. <laughs> All I do is throw shade, Chris. You know this. My my turkey preparation tips, similar to uh, Chris, involve a wild turkey. But you get the 101 <laughs> proof, uh, and you d- down it on your way to Thanksgiving. And it helps. It helps whether you're watching the Lions lose or hearing some... <laughs> Weird, either racist or ignorant tirade from some member of your family that you only see twice a year and it's really not worth it to make a deal out of it. Oh, uh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that wonderful Michigan Thanksgiving tradition. Oh, no, no. Getting this... let down by the lions once more. <laughs> I mean, but it expands. Like, this is, I'm, I'm assuming there's a Canadian Thanksgiving where you do the same thing because your, your weird uncle is still talking about how the Quebecois are trying to secede again and. Yeah, man. Uh, you know what? I'm no, I'm, gonna, I'm going back to the lions here because I'm going to be real honest. I would probably, in fact, no, actually, having both back to back now for a couple of years, um, my wife's family being in Ohio, mm-hmm. um, in the Columbus area, and as a family having some connections to Ohio State, um, in attendance and fandom, uh, I get two Thanksgivings every year. I get Thanksgiving on the day proper where I get to watch the Lions lose with my family. (laughs) And then I have Thanksgiving with her family where I get to watch Ohio State beat Michigan, which I don't really care about. But because I'm from Michigan, it's heavily insinuated that I do care and (laughs) I'm losing. It's it's rough. (laughs) Are you thankful for anything, really? Turkey. Turkey's Which good. I like to prepare oh. by separating the skin from the uh, the meat, right? Okay. And then I'll take a stick of butter, and I'll cut it about a quarter I of believe, an inch thick. I believe those are called pads. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'll do with those uh, butter pads is I will fresh grind up some salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little mustard seed, depending on what else is going in. Ooh. Um, <laughs> right? I like Ben and I's like fucking uh, 
<laughs> like middle middle aged woman chorus over here. Yeah. Oh my. And I'll put that on a plate, and I'll pad the butter pad into that, get it in there nice, and then I'll wrap it in a fresh sage leaf, and I'll take about fifteen of those and spread them across the skin in between this under the skin right on the uh, meat of the bird and i'll do that over as much of the bird as i can fit it on and that keeps a nice seal the butter keeps everything very moist in the meat and you don't have dry turkey and it's very flavorful it's great mm. maybe a little garlic powder in there yeah it's great stuff nothing like butter to improve every recipe it's and then true. you jam a duck inside. <laughs> I usually will actually just like cut the ends off of an onion and shove that in there. I saw. And, I and saw, then I'll pull that out and throw that in the stuffing. I saw the best thing the other day, which is that somebody had taken a turkey and stuffed a fucking octopus <laughs> into it. <laughs> I saw that. It, it, it kind of like too Lovecraftian for me. It, it, it tickled me in a very specific kind of way. <laughs> I've seen your search history, I know. Looking uh, at weird food. Ben, it's, it's impolite to look at somebody else's search history. I know, but you you also had that that uh, that maple butter recipe that I really, really enjoyed from Canadian Thanksgiving. That's fair. Mm, maple butter. Man, you would think that... So I got back, by the way, uh, from being a prisoner in a cell for months, mm -hmm. not yeah. having been noticed by my two co-hosts here. Um, we, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. You were still here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I checked my internet history and my emails, and there was a lot of just really blatant evil things in there. Like, literally, things so, that I would normally search for but with just evil tacked on in front of it. It's like evil Dune gifts. Um, <laughs> evil Joe Cocker covers. Like, um, if, you were, if you were kind of like creeping my search history, Ben, there were some hints that you might have missed. I mean, Ben, I feel like missed a handful of hints when both of us were out too. Yeah. Oh, you so. know what we should do? We should be thankful for our listeners and maybe take a second to like explain everything that's happened so that somebody could listen to this episode and then hop in without having to listen to all of it. Maybe. <laughs> or or you can go back and listen to our podcast. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of it now. There's a lot of it. That's fair. Well, here's, here's, a, here's a capsule summary, right? Okay. Capsule summary. We three friends. Mm -hmm. Ahoy. That's us. Um, we decided, let's, let's explore this bunker. Yeah. And then we started drafting... Actually, most of this is really hazy. I don't know how it all started. I assume that we explored this bunker together. Um, I kind did of assumed we, that we were did, friends before this. This is some real chicken and egg stuff. Did we draft and then find the bunker? Did we find the bunker and then did we draft? I'm sure that if you were to listen to the episodes, it was probably that we drafted and then found the bunker. But in reality, the bunker was there the whole time, right? It might seem like we improv this concept. Like right in the right midstream. I remember. I, hmm. I I never remember drafting outside the bunker, but that no. could just be the draft commissioner using his evil machinations on me to not remember anything going on before this. But, but we've been outside the bunker because we went to space. That happened. That could have been just a really really good like pair of VR goggles, though. I don't believe so. No. I, I and also I'm still really pissed that I missed that one. Yeah. Yeah, um, but anyways, it got weird there. So, so we we draft our favorite topics to fight them head to head, um, with the aid of our Draftmaster two thousand. Yep, which mm -hmm. is a uh, excellent computer that we don't fully understand. It seems to be mostly organic. Um, yeah, but definitely got some robot parts there as well. Um, oh, yeah, actually, that's just a little bit of a clone robot brain. Can you uh, get that right? There? Yeah, let me just. Okay, there we go. Uh, need some goo gone for that. We are, of course, guided by our <laughs> uh, by our mysterious and unknowable benefactor, the anonymous draft commissioner. Uh, benefactor might not be the. We don't have any real evidence to support the fact that he was aware of the machinations of evil Chris and evil Jafar. We don't even know really what evil Chris and evil Jafar were up to or what they wanted. And actually, the commissioner's been pretty quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah, not since, well, not since, uh, Lorianne ran into him in, uh, yeah. in the haunted bunker. Well, she didn't really get a chance to, she was kind of dropped, yeah. dropped through a trap door right before, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I wonder what he's up to. Huh. Wonder, well, I'm assuming he. I, to be honest, I think probably the pronoun they is more appropriate. Um, I wonder what they're up to. Yeah. Yeah. I hope they're all right. I mean, they've kind of been our co-host in a way, and we haven't really heard from them in a while. Eh, they'll, they'll turn up. They yeah. always do. I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a question. Yeah, shoot. Let's get back on the topic of Thanksgiving foods. Mm-hmm. Okay. So stuffing. Yeah. How do you like your stuffing? I don't. Interesting. So I grew up in Canada, and in Canada, there is an additional type of stuffing uh, that I've not found a lot of in America, and that is meat stuffing. Is this something that either of you have run into before? As in meat stuffing, as in it's made entirely of meat, like meatloaf, or is in stuffing with meat? It's kind of like a deconstructed meatloaf. It's got the same herbs as a stuffing. Hmm. Um, it's not cooked in a turkey. Is it, it like... It is referred to as meat stuffing. Is it like pork, beef, chicken, an I amalgamation? Say, I want to say it's I want to say it's like a, like a almost like a sausage bun, like pork and beef. Okay. Um, it's delicious. I love it. It doesn't match what you're thinking of when you think of stuffing, but it's always been referred to as stuffing, and I don't, I don't really know if that's uh, I know if it's accurate. I know my dad has made like what is we traditionally consider to be stuffing with sausage and stuff before. Some people put um, some like uh, yeah. some turkey into their stuffing as well, but this is like, as far as I can tell, it's wholly Canadian. But you know, small world. Hmm. I've only had it in Canada, but I've not been everywhere in the United States. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I got I kind of got turned off with it because for me it seemed just like another uh, gravy delivery vehicle, and I don't much care for for uh, sausage gravy um, or chicken gravy. What so about turkey gravy. I, I guess all gravies are just too salty for me. Uh, beef gravy? Um, mm. I, I, I would have to give it a try. I don't most, know if I've ever mostly had... Mostly beef, beef gravy is on poutine, which is... I like, do, I do love poutine. What about uh, bison gravy? I uh, would definitely give that a so try. Good. But I, I kind of have an opinion that uh, it's the same sort of thing I have with a lot of condiments, especially uh, past your, your ketchup and mustards once you get to, like... Your steak sauces, or uh, you know, down the the chain of condiments. Yeah. If if you're putting it on there, it means the thing you're eating doesn't have enough flavor for you. So, and so, yeah. if if the turkey is made right, if the potatoes are made right, it shouldn't need it. Well, I I think gravy might actually be the exception to that rule. I do understand where you're coming from, and I agree. The point of sauces is to add flavor. You put dressings on a salad to give it flavor. You put ketchup or mustard or barbecue sauce on a hamburger to give it flavor, etc. But gravy, specifically gravy in a Thanksgiving setting, I think is different because it is made from the turkey. We like really getting into the weeds on gravy right now. Well, no, but I'm I mean excited. Well, no, I will yeah, I, yeah, it's gravy. So I think it's I think it's different because it's made from the dish to complement the dish. So it's not like it's, oh, this turkey needs gravy because it doesn't have flavor. It's all of the juice that leaked out of this turkey I have taken and made into this to put back onto it. I, okay, I've never run into that. It's always just been a can of gravy that's been heated up and labeled Dear onto everything. God, uh, Ben, I'm <laughs> making a turkey for you soon. Here You've made I, me really no. sad twice in this podcast so far. Because I, I, I loved my family's turkey. I enjoyed it. Why would I mess with it by pouring a bunch of salt juice on it? Yeah, when you said all <laughs> gravy was too salty for you, I knew there was a problem. I also don't like fennel. And so a lot of sausage gravies are gross to me. Well, well, sausage gravy is gross because it's pork. Well, sausage gravy is more of a breakfast food than a Thanksgiving food. And I have never had a chicken or beef gravy with fennel, and fennel is oh, disgusting. No, no. Yeah, um, fennel is okay in, in like a nice, a nice like sausage, but only if you're eating the sausage in a bun. Speaking and, and speaking of buns, I think that there is a line between condiment and sauce. A sauce is intended to be put upon a food. A condiment is kind of like... A table setting? It's kind of like a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's like, hey, oh, you don't like this thing? Okay, why don't you put some mustard on it? Yeah. Right? Um, and, and I think that the more obvious a 
a condiment is, that kind of, like, more ground it's making up for the fact that you just didn't like the food or didn't want the food that was prepared for you. Like, so you got ketchup and mustard, right? Every, th- those Very strong flavors. Strong flavors. I think that maybe ketchup and mustard on some foods might qualify as a sauce, right? Like, on a hamburger or a yeah. hot dog, right? However, when you start getting things like steak sauce, right? When it tells you, hey, this sauce is for steaks. Ketchup doesn't do that. Ketchup <laughs> is not burger sauce, right? <laughs> mustard is not hot dog, hot dog may- may- mayonnaise or something, you know? Um, when you get down to, like, uh, like, steak sauce... It's like steak sauce. Why not just make should be unnecessary. Why not just? But make it, it depends on the steak sauce. <laughs> why not just make a good steak? You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I avoid. I try to avoid steak sauces. I don't like uh, tartar sauce or cocktail sauce on my my seafood because if the seafood's done right, you're good. I understand. Like this was yeah. more prevalent back in the hey, we shipped this a few thousand miles. It's probably not that great. No, I yeah. do have a question for you, real quick though. Yeah. When applied to cereal, milk. Condiment, sauce, or broth. We've already done this. We've on this literally podcast. already done this on pod. Yeah. We have. Yes. <laughs> okay. What episode? <laughs> Find out, dear listener, and let us know. Drafttheuniverse at gmail It's one of my favorite questions to ask because people. It's just a quantum. Get... It's a quantum superposition. So speaking it's, of meat, it's all <laughs> prepared properly, guys. I've got a sous vide arriving at the house in like two days. Ooh. For those who aren't uh, super duper fancy French cookers, a sous vide or sous vide, if you pronounce it as it's spelled, is a, a way to cook meat by putting it into a plastic bag and submerging it in lukewarm water. It sounds very gross. It is very fashionable. Is um, that when you cook like you? So the so you've got a cooker that mm-hmm. you stick in the pot of water. Yeah. And you set it to exactly the temperature that you want the thing at. So you set it to like 135 for like a medium rare, depending on the thickness of the steak or whatever you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. You let it sit for like six hours. And what you have when it's done is a perfectly cooked 135 degree steak that is exactly medium rare evenly colored the entire way through. Interesting. So then you take it out of the plastic bag, which you have to vacuum seal because you want as much, as much exposure to the water as possible. Yeah. Um, and then you just sear it for like 30 seconds to give it brown and color and caramelization. And then it's done. Mm-hmm. And you've got a perfectly cooked steak at the exact temperature you desired. Basically, you can also get a perfectly cooked steak in about six minutes. Yes. <laughs> just hey, well, four, it's four minutes. Yeah, <laughs> two minutes it's on, on each side. side. Um, well, yeah, but then you have salt and pip. Yeah, salt and pepper. Yeah, yeah. So it's, no, it's kind of like you seal it into a bag, and then you say, "Hey, I know you want to let those juices go away, but they ain't going nowhere. They're yeah. stuck in there with you. You got to deal with them juices." I'm yeah. not stuck in here with the juices. The juices are stuck in here with me. It's kind of so it's, steak is kind of a Rorschach situation. The most common example uh, because it's one, something that a lot of people have trouble getting right, which whatever, not going to get into that. Um, But also it's something that the difference in how it's prepared and cooked by temperature is the most notable. It's like the easiest thing to comment on. Like if you're talking about like medium rare chicken or something, exactly. Yeah. 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 The face you're making right now. So there's you don't want a pink center to your chicken. <laughs> so that's why I use steak as the example is because that is it's easy to talk about in those terms. But you can do all kinds of interesting stuff with it, like have meat at the absolute bare minimum to be like it's clean. And really anything that you can put into a vacuum sealable bag and submerse in water, you can cook in this thing. So you could do ribs. You could do a baseball glove. <laughs> Whatever you want. You know, a um, deck of cards. <laughs> yeah. Because the cooker itself isn't what you, like, it's just a thing that sticks on the side of the pot and warms the water and rotates, you know, makes the water move. You could uh, hard so, boil a dozen eggs in the carton. <laughs> yeah, if you vacuum seal the carton. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. It'd be, I don't know why, but... Okay, something you could do. So part of why I was initially confused, what is the term for, I, I guess I confused it with sous vide, 
where you uh, cook something by just applying uh, citrus to it. Oh, um, oh, I know what you're talking about. That is a separate thing. Yeah, like it's like with oysters, right? I, I, I only know like you do it with fish or... Yeah. I don't know. It's got a name. Google will tell us. Yes. Google will tell us. Um, but will Google make jokes about things that you could cook in a sous vide? No. No. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so I've got one of those on its way right now. You could cook a copy um, of Good Cop, Bon Cop. Yeah, right. Or Bon Cop, Bad Cop? Bon Cop, Bad Cop. Bon Cop, Bad Cop, yeah. Um, Ceviche. Ceviche, very ceviche. close. Very, very close, yes. Um, yes, that is something different. But ceviche is kind of more, um, it's kind of more vanilla, right? If you think of sous vide, like, it's basically like, oh, I like to be uh, totally engulfed in a, uh, in like a plastic so that I can't breathe. Um, and yeah, normal uh, people lemon stuff. and lemons, like when you're squeezing lemon and something, that's just like, I like to be choked lightly. Um, yeah. So I'm interested to uh, try it out. You gotta, you gotta give us a safe word before you start that stuff, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the safe word is ceviche. Sous-feed, <laughs> <laughs> sous-feed. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm looking is, forward to trying this out. This is what happens when you leave me too long on a, on a topic that we're being earnest about is the, the increasing need that I feel to make this funny makes me go really weird with it. Um, you guys know me by now. You should know this. Um, if you look at me and we've been talking about something as though it's just the topic of our podcast for too long, um, my brain will flip on itself and figure out some way to kind of Smash the glass, grab the fire axe, yeah, kind of go to town, wild card, you know, throw what? the topic in front of a train. So <laughs> funny you should mention that, Ben. Anyways, after I'm gonna do stakes on a first run with it just to like get a feel for how it goes and how to use it because it's also just like the thing that's going to be the easiest to tell mm -hmm. how it's done with. Um, but I'm thinking after that, I'm probably gonna try lamb chops. So, that'll be good. I hope. Like the puppet? Yeah. Yes. The puppet in a bag, Chris. That's what I'm talking about. With some hush puppies? <laughs> so, we've been talking about food for a the, while. That was the, that was the dog yeah, I, puppet. We know, Ben. We know. It was the dog. Um, and then there was Charlie Horse. So I, I, I don't... Hold on a second. Fucking... I'm I trying feel, to I'm trying to segue here, Ben, and you're just no, not no, no, letting no, me. No, and I'm no, segueing into... Ben is segueing <laughs> into, into, lamb chop. into Lamb Chop. Um, and, this and this I'd is like the to podcast hear... that will end. It will not go... Well, at least this episode will not go on and on, my friends. But at least the next five minutes, Ben, I'd like you to tell me more about this delightful puppet show. <laughs> Are you not familiar with Lamb Chop? Assume I'm not. Okay, so... It was just this most wonderful, this very wholesome simple, puppets. wholesome uh, PBS show. It was uh, sock puppets. Yeah, okay. it was lamb chop. It was very Mister Rogersy, Seems but not Mister Rogers. Budget. Oh, it was incredibly low. like it was done budget. on like seven dollars. Really? Uh, in the seventies, yeah, inflation, yo. Okay. Uh, and then there was Charlie Horse, who how was a donkey. Seven, how much is seven seventies dollars today? Uh, it was, uh, I believe, nine hundred and thirty-seven million dollars. <laughs> and... That sounds right. <laughs> yeah, that's why minimum wage was like thirty-five cents, right? Yeah. But the the fun bit about it is, I don't remember the lady who was the the host and creator and voice of everybody, uh, her name, but part of my lamb chop experience was I had a book of magic. What <laughs> lamb chop magic? Yes. Hold on a second. It was it was a book of here's how to do some simple magic tricks. <laughs> okay, magic tricks, not like literal ritual magic. <laughs> no, it's you put a, you put your sock puppet in the pentagram and put these things around and lamb chop will come to you. <laughs> it's just like, you know, <laughs> chapter one. How to summon demons into your puppets. <laughs> Chapter two, how to get rid of demons that you've su summoned into your puppets. Huh. So um, I just Googled Lamb Chop's uh, play along here because uh -huh. I was curious. Um, and Sherry Lewis was Sherry the name Lewis, we were looking yes. for. I didn't realize the show only aired from 92 to 95. 
Really? Wait, wait a second. There were only 86 episodes of that show, and that astounds me. 82 episodes in three years, though? Well, this is, I think this is the sort of the thing, it's like uh, uh, Flintstones or the Jetsons. More the Jetsons or the early run of Scooby-Doo. There was not as much of it as you think it is. Yeah. And they just ran it all the time. Mm -hmm. And because it was all exactly the same, it was impossible to tell that you were just watching the same season of Scooby-Doo over and over again. Um, did you know Lamb Chop had a spinoff? That was uh, the Charlie Horse Music Pizza? Huh. Char Wait a second. Charlie Horse got his own show? Charlie Horse got his own show called... Music Mu Pizza? Music Pizza. No, that was not a mispronunciation. The Charlie Horse Music Pizza. I wonder what kind of dark magic they taught people there. Um, also, Sherry Lewis um, ran for 23 episodes in 1998 to 1999. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it was just a fun, wholesome show. And, <laughs> and that has been Ben Explains Lamb Chops. Please... Yep. Please please tune in next next <laughs> week. It did teach you the one song you could without a doubt make your parents want to kill themselves by knowing the song that never ends. It's true. Which we will now recite for no. twenty minutes. Please. <laughs> so to transition away from lamb chops and my sous vide, to transition away from food altogether. We're doing a lot of transitioning away and not enough transitioning to. The holiday approaching Tomorrow, dear listener, mm -hmm. assuming that you're listening to this on release day, otherwise it's long in the past and who knows what's happened. I mean, there's twice, well, there's... I just don't take anything for granted in the current political climate. That's true. There's twice a year that you could listen to this episode and it would be on the right day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, broken yeah. clock. So, it's about what you're thankful for, at least is what Hallmark tells us. Mm -hmm. So, I think we could spend a little bit of time talking about that and not food before we inevitably say that we're thankful for food and get back to that. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, I'm thankful for Dune. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm really thankful for that delightful uh, science fiction novel that introduced me to all sorts of, of, of lovely concepts like weird sex cults and like, sandworms, like 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 prescient sex nuns and uh, giant uh, giant half people, half monsters, and skin tight suits that seal in all the juices. Oh, like a sous vide, <laughs> <laughs> ah. and then you that, drink it all up. That didn't take long. I was expecting. There we go. I was expecting that to last longer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Um, Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, it's true. It was cheap, but it was good. Title of your sex tape. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> so I'm officially going to call your sous vide a still suit now. <laughs> it's a still suit for steak gar. Um, which, that's a joke that only I get, really. Um, see, still gar is the naive of Siege to Beer. Okay, no. <laughs> well, for myself, I am thankful for the really good books I've read this year. Yeah. Uh, I read uh, The King Killer Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. Great books. Amazing books. Mm. I read uh, a great book by uh, uh, podcast host uh, uh, Mike Duncan, who does the history of Rome and revolutions, and it's called uh, Storm Before the Storm. It's about the mm. end of the Roman Republic, because everybody talks about the rise of Caesar and Augustus and the, you know, Mark Antony and all that. Yeah. This is all of the stuff that happened so that a guy like Caesar could take power. I'm actually okay. reading uh, SPQR by Mary Beard, which covers Rome from the kings until the end of the Republic. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, this is basically from the Gracchi to the end of the Republic. And a hmm. lot of weird stuff happens. Allegedly. Well, hmm. they have, this is pretty well recorded yeah yeah but romans are like liars well not as bad <laughs> as the greeks but if <laughs> i if i talk about that more i feel like a our uh, geeky greek gamer might appear and you start think, yelling at me do you think he actually listens oh god no <laughs> <laughs> we know better um and, i've also yeah. been reading a lot this year um and i'm thankful for i've read a couple of really good books um I'm almost wrapping up the first volume of that three-volume Teddy Roosevelt 
uh, set of biographies that you got me for Christmas, actually, a couple years ago, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, they're each over a thousand pages, and <laughs> yeah, they're it's very dense too, so it's a lot. I I will I'll get through like thirty pages. I'll feel like I've read two hundred and set it down and come back to it in two weeks, kind of a thing. So it's taken me quite a while to get through, but I have been reading that pretty steadily over time. Um, I'm currently also reading um, Alvin Roth's Who Gets What and Why, um, which is an excellent book from a Nobel Prize winner in economics about matching markets, um, which I think we actually talked about this a little bit earlier today, Chris. Um, mm-hmm. Matching markets being markets where you don't choose the product, but you both have to choose each other. So instead of buying a TV, it's like getting a job. Mm-hmm. Where you have to choose the employer, but the employer also has to choose you. Um, written by one of two people who helped design an algorithm to match people for kidney donations. Um, it's a real interesting book. Yeah, I'm really thankful for my uh, two fellow podcast hosts who seem uh, just determined to play the straight man to my uh, in a, in in a, or what's the word I'm looking for? Inexplicably. Here? My maybe. not not inexplicable because it's definitely like you you it's, ex- it's explicable. You definitely explic it when you when I. <laughs> when I um, There's an episode yeah. title. You definitely explic it. <laughs> no, just uh, for for you two who are um, determined to tell no jokes this entire episode. I was about to get into one. And we like jokes. On. Leave the entirety of the weirdness to me, which I was is always a, is jokes. Always a, weirdness always an doesn't always have to be jokes. <laughs> Sometimes you can just make jokes without them being weird, Chris. I'm not aware of how you do that. <laughs> I have also made several jokes, such as uh, sous vide still suit. Uh, <laughs> and I was I was going to get into some weirder books I had read, but we moved no, no, on. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 go back. Let's talk about the weird 100%. books you read. <laughs> well, I read this ridiculous thing. I don't know. We've been down here in the, the bunker for a while, yeah. and it was this book about what would have happened if Hillary Clinton lost the election. Oh, oh, Ben. Um, I have to. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know what? You know what, Ben? Enjoy life. Life's great. Well, I mean, we're now. At Nothing's least last wrong. time we checked, we were somewhere under Japan. So I don't even know. Yeah, we should probably look into that again at some point after we find Lorianne. We really need to remember to go find Lorianne. Yes. Speaking of Lorianne, we got a. We oh, got a bit yeah. of fan mail. Well, it's, it's uh, I screwed up last time. I also mixed up uh, the Battle of Sterling Bridge at the Battle of Stamford Bridge. Um, this is my bad. Well, let me uh, let me let me get our our piece of fan mail pulled up. Um, I missed this one. Yeah, and I didn't know that we had gotten fan mail. I think yeah. so. It looks like somebody archived it in our Gmail box, which thus removed it from anybody else seeing it. Um, okay, well, thanks whoever did that. All right, so uh, <clears throat> so the title of this is Poe. Um, okay. Which is the name of a dog that I helped name recently. Hypo. Yeah. She, she's a French bulldog. She's adorable. She has a terrible underbite, um, which makes her look so derpy, but so lovable. Anyways, Lorianne yeah. writes, Good morning, guys. Minor correction on your murder basement topic. Cask of Amontillado does not take place in a proper wine cellar. It actually takes place in the catacombs which slowly sends the victim into fits of coughing because of the nitre nitre mm-hmm. that's formed on the walls. Similarly, I found myself in a deep underground cave with dead bodies and the sound of distant labored coughing. Please advise, Lorian. So that's, I mean, I, I appreciate that she took the time to respond and correct us on this, uh, yeah, this, this nice, factual huh? inaccuracy. Very, very sorry about that. Well, it, but it, he stores all of his wines, wine in the catacombs I, I still think that makes it a wine cellar. It definitely makes it a murder basement. Yeah. Well, he, the, I think the murder makes it the murder basement. It's true. Let's be honest here. He That dude is not the first person to be walled up in that catacomb. Like, oh, probably not. Like, he should have known. You know, somebody's like, hey, you want to come down to the catacombs and drink some wine with me? That person is going to wall you up into a catacomb. <laughs> yeah. It's just, really, you just kind of, like... It's willful ignorance, and it's dangerous. People don't go drink wine in catacombs. Just don't go into catacombs. Nothing good has ever happened in a catacomb. Well, except this podcast, I think. Well, if this... I mean, if does the... Bo- yeah, that counts. Also, we got a great tip 
on we're going to find Lorianne. We just need to listen for the coughing. Oh, okay. Um, so we can, we'll remember that. We definitely won't forget that when we go look for her after we're done recording this episode, mm-hmm. which we definitely won't forget to do. I mean... What were we talking about? Yeah. We're, but what we're thankful for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's been a lot this year to be thankful for. The launch of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we did that this year. Mm-hmm. That's been cool. I think probably what we should be more thankful for is uh, that our podcast has not yet totally collapsed under its own weight. Um, <laughs> not for lack of trying. Uh-huh. <laughs> And we're still having fun doing it, which is good. It's true. Never feels forced. Appreciate that. I appreciate you guys. It's been a lot of fun doing this for the last almost a year. Well, yeah, releasing them for almost a year. I've been I, I recording think, them for over a year. Actually, I think tomorrow is a year from first record, uh, wow. to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can I can check that really quick Man. while we're talking. Um I think it's been about two days. Two days, sent, and it will have been a year since we recorded cover songs. Oh, man. Man. We right? started off on such a strong note, didn't we? Yeah. And just downhill ever since. Oh, just, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Never really quite recaptured that magic. Nope. Nope. Uh, but we've tried. Maybe, maybe in an upcoming draft. I mean, we got some fun stuff coming up. We are going to do a... Uh, a special episode for Christmas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. coming up here. That will be fun. Uh, draft the Turboverse. Uh, yeah. I, have, we, Assuming we call it that. Have we officially announced that? I think we've been alluding to no, it. No, but we should announce it so that everybody can know. Get yourself a copy of Jingle All the Way. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this year, uh, for the holidays and in honor of our podcast and our very most favorite movie, uh, we are going to be recording an episode where... We and some mystery guests yet to be re- hopefully hopefully yet to be revealed. Maybe they're just cardboard cutouts of Ben. Um, we'll be listening and watching, but only the listening part will come across to you. Uh, to Jingle All the Way, a movie which I realized I had stopped remembering as Jingle All the Way and started remembering as Turboverse or something. <laughs> like that. Um, so yeah, so uh, so there's something to look forward to. Get yourself a copy of Jingle All the Way. Yep, I'll give you a hint. You can find them on Amazon. They're not a very precious commodity. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can also get it on Vudu. Yeah, I know we're going to be watching it on Vudu. um, Or Movies Anywhere, whichever you prefer. Uh, Google Play, I think, (laughs) has probably got it too. And speaking of Vudu, let's ride that gravy train into the Sponsorville. <laughs> for oh. who's no one voodoo <laughs> oh voodoo yeah voodoo's got money we're sure s- we're sponsored by voodoo who totally knew about this i thought you were trying to get a sponsored by someone from jingle all the way and i'm just like chris i don't know how to tell you this but that movie's done making money we could be sponsored by the santa claus union from from jingle all the way the, the big show yeah big show yeah big shows in that movie arnold mm-hmm. sinbad might get some residuals still uh, yeah, we could be sponsored by the company that makes the Turbo Man toys. They're probably out we, of business. We need we know we need we need a name for that company now. Is it? Do you think it's Turboverse Unlimited? Uh, I, it's probably Mattel. To be perfectly honest, we talked about when was it? You you found a, a Turbo I Man. found an unopened Turbo Man doll at a flea market like in Nashville a couple of months ago. How much did they want for it? Way too much. Way too much. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> There were three digits before the period. Okay. Well, to be fair. <laughs> to um, be fair. Okay, this is basically just fucking Letterkenny podcast now. Letterkenny fancast. Um, to, be, to be fair, Arnold Schwarzenegger was willing to put an awful lot of work into getting that doll. Yeah, uh, so they, was. they must be valuing it based on its perceived value in the film. And it was <laughs> it was mint in box. Yeah. Oof. But like, he, he sent, sent me a picture of it, and I'm just like, Okay, whatever the price is, I'm willing to like chip in. Thinking sixty dollars, yeah, like twenty bucks ahead to have one in the yeah. draft bunker. Of course, wasn't it like two hundred bucks? I think it was like two fifty. Yeah, I was yes. just like I just scoffed. I literally, I remember just like because the price wasn't on that there, and I'm like, how much for the Turbo Man doll? And, cool. And it's, he's just like, 
the Turbo Man action figure is $250. And I'm all like, I was making a joke reference to the movie where Arnold calls it a Turbo Man doll, and you didn't catch that, and that's okay, because that was maybe obscure on my part. Or... But you're overcharging for the fucking action figure. Or... Or... Or he was a listener of the podcast, and he was trying to gouge you because he knew that it was valuable to you. He Natural was, Turbo Man. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of the whole story of, tur- really, Turbo, tur- like, Jingle All the Way is an, is kind of like an, you know, economist, uh, like, the Christmas story, right? Because mm-hmm. it's all about the value of an item being based on its utility rather than its materials. It's true. Right? In, in this instance, that Turbo doll, that Turbo Man doll, um, worth a lot to one Arnold Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. uh, because... The, I mean, the supply very low, the demand very high. Very high because his kid really fucking hated him. Yeah. And so he needed to win that kid back over with the, totally. with the Turbo Man. Yeah. See, I thought the movie was just about one man's deep, innate desire to bang his neighbor. I mean, that's definitely part of it. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Rip Phil Hartman. Yeah. He's the best. I've I've one thing I'm thankful for this year is I've rewatched all of uh of News Radio. Such a good show. Yeah, News Radio was great. Mm. Phil Hartman's great. You know what I just realized? Yeah. Um Our beloved jingle all the way, what does it feature inside one of the mail packages? A bomb. Yeah. What did we just have a scare about in fucking recent history? Yeah, no. Uh problematic. We talked about that in a previous episode. We talked about that like two episodes, two episodes ago. ago. Do you mean the episode when I wasn't here? Oh yeah, oh, that was evil Chris. Yeah. Sorry. You guys keep forgetting about that. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. He was just like you in every way. Completely indistinguishable for most of it there. Except Mutton chops. He had no mustache and goatee. It was. It was a. We just thought it look. was a choice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a look you could pull off if you wanted to, but I wouldn't recommend trying it because I might kill you on accident. Just reflex. That's, that's fair. well. We did kill our own clone robots. And well, they did crawl others. away. They did crawl away. Okay, so we, but sure. wait, if you're fair, to. if they know that you know that they have mutton chops, <laughs> and you know that they know that you know. That they should only have mutton chops. It's why I'm growing out the full beard now. Yeah. yeah. I changed up the facial hair game as soon as I got out of the cell. And by that, I mean I wasn't able to shave in the cell. So I'm just but doing the full Jafer beard But knows now. that, reg- I won't say good Jafer, but regular Jafer <laughs> uh, has a beard now. So he won't m- he be adjusting his his evil facial hair well, I hope com- we don't have to find out. He'll, he'll be completely clean shaven. You're correct. Uh, it's it's kind of like a, it's like a quantum thing. One of them has to be one way. The other has to be the exact opposite. Yeah. Even across great distances. In fact, if you were to shave Jafar's beard right now, the hair would pop up on his evil. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I've just cracked away for faster than light communication. Huh. You just shave it into a, an evil clone's beard. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> right. you just you just shave it into an evil clone's beard, and it can travel, man. You just solved the Ansible problem. And if you're congratulations, if, and if both of them shave the exact same place at the same at the same time, fusion. Okay. Well, we just solved the universe um, explodes at the speed of light. Well, we just solved the energy crisis and uh, FTL communication in one go. So we are now like two steps closer to Ender's Game. Congratulations, gentlemen. Um, cool. And speaking of Ender's Game and games. Next week. Oh, I work so hard for these segues. And enders. <laughs> um, next week, we'll be back, and we're going to go do a normal draft episode. We're going to be drafting our favorite RPGs. RPG 7. The RPG Maker would probably be a good pick, because you can make any RPG in it. Uh, you can make an inferior copy of any RPG. So... But yeah, so we'll be back next week with that. Um, we're going to follow a draft order from the last. So, Chris, you came in third. You'll have first pick. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was kind of shortchanged by the fact that the first half of that performance was conducted by an evil clone robot of myself. You, there were issues with our draft picks as well. Uh, so it happens. You know, we're just going to move on. Cool. 
I couldn't tell any difference from the stuff you guys normally draft. Thanks, Ben. It's real inspiring. I'm just saying. You know what I'm thankful for? Can I guess? Go ahead. Is it the kickstand band? Well, I was going to say I'm thankful for our friendship, Jafar. Just you you and mine. Oh, I yeah. I was trying to punish Ben for, for what he just said. Yeah, but... no, yeah our friendship. No, this is, this is how I know you guys are regular, <laughs> regular Chris and regular Jafar. Yeah. Because we're not finishing each other's sentences. No, because the other ones were nice to me. Oh. Thanks as always to Ben, <laughs> the whipping boy of our podcast. And also to the Kickstand Band for our theme song, How It Feels. You can find their music at thekickstandband.bandcamp.com. And feel free to follow Lori Ann's footsteps and shoot us an email at drafttheuniverse.gmail.com. Let us know what you're thankful for. Uh, let us know uh, what you're going to be doing over the holiday, and let us know your favorite RPGs. Send us some weird photos, you know, just like get weird with it. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash drafttheuniverse on Twitter. Wait, guys, have we updated the Twitter in like months? I haven't updated the Twitter in months. I thought you were doing that. No. Uh, nope. Okay, maybe don't follow us on Twitter anymore, and we'll just give no, up no, no, on no, it. No, no, no. How about we get back on that? <laughs> How about. You guys tweet at us, and we'll tweet back. We promise we don't have anything better to do. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's damn true. At Draft the Verse, or on either platform using the hashtag Draft the Universe. We'll see you next week. Happy holidays, Internet. Now let's go find Laurier. Yeah. What? We gotta listen for the sneezing. Right. Coughing. Coughing. Yes. Wheezing? Wheezing? Maybe it was wheezing. I don't remember. Pikachu. I have, I have the email pulled up. We're going to go find Laurie. Oh, now. Pikachu's. Did you guys see the, the new trailer for Detective You guys Pikachu? are trying so hard to oh, distract wow. us from the fact that we need to go find our friend who has been caught in this bunker for a very long time. And now that I am not an evil clone robot, I am going to find her. And you two are going to help me. Okay, let's go find Laurie Let's go find her. If you're still listening after these credits, then I'm thankful for you.